All right, welcome back to the show. This portion of our program brought to you by our good friends at uh, at Wiseco Performance Products. They carry a full line of forged pistons, precision forged clutch baskets, clutch hubs, crankshaft, forged connecting rods, valves, and a lot more. As a matter of fact, about anything you need from your motorcycle, ATV, snowmobile, PWC, outboard marine, or automobile that's made on planet Earth, as far as I'm as far as I know, I think they're all made on planet Earth still, aren't they? Yeah, we uh, haven't we yeah. haven't gotten any no. from any other extraterrestrials yet, but we're always looking. We are looking. I mean, we're looking outside the market. As a matter of fact, look for them, wiseco.com. And that brings me to my next topic, the jour. Ready for it? Hicklin Power Sports. I called. I got myself an appointment. I'm looking forward to my very first haircut at Hicklin Power Sports Salon. You got to make it. Come on out. It's called the Garage Gals. Garage Gals. gals. Cutting cutting hair your way, your style, affordable prices. Plus, while you're waiting, you get to cruise uh, all the, uh, what do you call, is it TBA still? Is it TBA, all the parts and accessories, uh, you know, the add-on stuff? Is that, my dad's gas station, we called it TBA, right? Uh, tires, batteries, part, accessories. Uh, we just call it parts and accessories. So, Absolutely, but we got a. Uh the, the building is constantly, it seems, being remodeled, right. so we've got yet more things displayed um, in new and cool ways. We've got uh, a whole bunch of really neat accessories. Uh, the parts department's doing a wonderful job. We think we just put a TV behind the parts counter today. So nice. You, if you get bored ordering your parts, you'll have something to watch. What's the good board? You get great guys behind the counters That's that are right. chatting you up because you know what? They're glad you're there, right? Yeah, absolutely, I mean, and guys so, know what they're and they know what they're talking about at our parts counter, which is well, and your service counter too. Good to Here's know. the deal: um, I come out there, and sure, I know you, okay, but my experience with you is going to be very similar to the experience that customers will have. Absolutely, because what do they want? What do they want? They I, want they want service. They want knowledge. Want it done right. They want expertise. They want it done right the first time. They don't want to have to come back. Uh, in a perfect world, they wouldn't even have to wait for such service. But we are that busy, and they do have to wait sometimes. But that's just part of the business. All right, so I have a Yamaha Raider, number 238 of 500. Yep, it's you have st- one of those fancy numbered it's, ones. It still looks brand new, okay? I am, uh, right. I'm about six payments away from paying it off. Oh, keep that thing forever, man. And that's it. You how, know, many, how many miles? Uh, 1560. Oh. I'm five blocks. Crack the thousand. Crack well, the thousand. There's a yeah. lot of guys like me. They're, they're, they're not there that are. far from the office or the nope. shop or wherever they work. And, uh, you know, we ride it for pleasure. We don't ride it because this is the lifestyle we're going to live. It's because we like the lifestyle and we're going to take a taste of it as often as we can. So what's a good lesson to learn for a guy like me? And, and I'm going to ask this question for all of our listeners. How often? a bike that doesn't get ridden that much how often should we changing the oil checking the brakes checking the air and the tires how much how how much time should we be spending on service definitely i would say every other year if you're only putting a few hundred miles on yeah and it's being kept in a nice heated garage or something that's just not dead hold on cold. hold on i just came back in the room if you're spending if you're putting 200 miles on in a year 200 miles i said a few hundred miles a year few. i'd still change the you oil should straight it off for a minivan <laughs> actually that's what i stored it or, Tony. Or, hey or what do i see here? i got it from lanny's auto down in winterset okay. iowa have we got our took me six have we got our there. uh our wonderful guest let's Did go to our here? next guest let's go to austin forkner austin welcome to the show thanks for uh dialing us in how are you buddy yeah i'm good Good to have you, man. You scored a consistent uh, top 10 finishes this outdoor season with uh, your best coming at high point. What was that like for you, that that best of the season at high point? Um, it was good. Um, I uh, Really, it was just uh, I wanted it to happen 
a little sooner and maybe one of the first three rounds. I had a good ride at um, Thunder Valley, but just didn't quite get on the podium. Um, but uh, just kind of have had some weird stuff happen since then, like with getting taken out by a few guys and stuff like that. But I, I was I was pumped at High Point just because that was my first podium of the year. And I was hoping at this point to have a few more, but I mean, you know, is what it is. Yeah, well, talk about the few that the two more that you should have had. Uh, man, what a bummer, dude! Talk about both of them, Southwick and Redbud. Yeah, uh, Southwick. Honestly, uh, Alex was—he was going a little faster than me um, at Southwick, and I don't know if I could have held him off for the rest of the moto, but I was going to try. And, and either way, I pretty much had second overall wrapped up. Like it was me and Alex, and then behind us, like nobody was really consistent. So it was like. I mean, you know, I, I was going to get second overall, basically, no matter what. Um, and then uh, we got together, and I went down and knocked the wind out of me and uh, kind of got rocked a little bit. Um, and then Red Bud, um, I, mean, I felt, like, really good all day. Like, that was the best I felt <clears throat> on my bike all season. Actually, in probably for a couple of years now, that's the best I felt on my bike. And um, just caught Blessinger past him and, I've been taking that outside because uh, the inside you had to kind of seat bounce that next table and I could go outside and in the corner it was a little bit slower, but I could go outside and scrub it. And then has, I made multiple passes in that section because I went outside there because I had scrub and carry more momentum into the next turn and it was faster. And I went into it and I was like the whole time down the rollers, I was trying to think about what I should do. I was like, well, should I go inside or should I just take the line? that I've been taking all day and go outside because I know what it is. And then I went outside. He was there and I, I checked up, but I watched it in slow-mo a few times and his back, his back wheel knob actually caught my front wheel knob and just like ripped the bike out of my hands basically. So, um, yeah, they both were a bummer and I'm, you know, kind of regretting taking that outside, but you know, it's how, what it how is. pissed were you though? I <laughs> did. Both of those deals. <laughs> I was real pissed. Yeah. Uh, on, like, I was... <laughs> Did, at first... At, at, uh, yeah, at, at Redbud, I was probably more pissed just because uh, I was just, like, I was the fastest guy that day. I saw, I'm pretty sure I had fast laps in both motos. Um, I was riding so good um, that I was like, I mean, I, I was going to win. Like, that's just... that Especially that moto with the position that I was in, I, I, I felt great, like... I wasn't tired, like I was feeling, I was feeling solid. So I was probably more mad then, just because of how good that I felt that day, um, and and just again for having it happen two weeks in a row, that just made it even worse. Because I was just like, well, that exact same thing basically happened last week. So you know. Hey, since you're a Midwest boy, how many uh, family friends came up for that? Um, there was a few at Redbud. I think the I think there's going to be a few at Millville. I think Millville is actually one of the I think it's closer. A closer. Yeah, it is. Yeah, than than Redbud. So I think more of them are going to be at Millville. But um, there was a that there was a few at Redbud. So of, um, like some of the guys were kind of making their pro debut at like some of the guys that I train with, just like went to Redbud for like their pro debut and stuff. So um, yeah, it was, it was good. Had you ridden Redbud as a, as an amateur? Yeah, um, a few times. Um, yeah, just kind of for, I think it was for like the national races. I went up and watched and then would drive the pro day just because it was, they 
would usually prep it pretty good. Um, and, and sometimes we would get to ride the pro layout too, yeah. like an amateur. So it was, that was kind of, I, I just tried on like my super mini years and my big bike years. I tried to get on as many of the national tracks as I could before I was going to go pro just to be on them. Yeah. I, I remember seeing you at a lot of those races. I'd go for Wiseco and, and, uh, and you actually came to my track in Winterset, Iowa, uh, a couple of times, yeah, yeah, yeah. but, but, yeah. uh, yeah. Yeah, that, uh, I mean, I've been a big fan of yours for a while and, and excited to see that you go pro. I'm ready for you to get start winning some outdoors, though, buddy, because yeah. uh, you're no, right there and you're right where we thought you would be, you know. I didn't think it would take this long, honestly, but um, pretty neat to see you doing it. And, and, and I really think you're you're due. I think you're going to get a win. Yeah, I mean, I really need one. And, I mean, just, uh, I mean, I haven't had one since um, I haven't won an outdoors since. Uh, I believe it was Ironman my first year. I think that's my only outdoor win. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I mean, it's not for lack of effort. I've been trying and doing everything I can just the past couple weekends. You know, stuff hasn't exactly gone my way. But, I mean, I we made some bike changes between Southwick and Redbud, and my bike feels amazing. Like, it was, I could pretty much do whatever I wanted to at Redbud. Um, and it, and it, felt, it felt good with, and with how rough that track was, too, that you know, it, it you needed a good handling bike, and my bike felt great. So, I'm pretty confident for the rest of the season. Um, yeah. So, Austin, we had uh, Benny Bloss on last week, mm-hmm. and apparently somebody lost a bet and something about a haircut or something. Yeah. Where, can you shed a little light on that, maybe? Uh, uh, Robbie, my trainer, Robbie Raynard, didn't like my hair. Um, and my, one of my friends from New Zealand has been over here hanging out with me and, um, he also had a similar haircut and he's just been making fun of us and he was like, if you don't get a win by, I I never really fully agreed to this deal, but he was like, oh, now, now it's, I never really signed up. Kind of sounds like he did. And, um, yeah, I never fully agreed to do it. Like you don't win by red, bud. And this was probably about. I want to say after high point. Yeah, I think it was after high point. He was like, you were, you were close last weekend. And then he pulls out like the, he's like, I was like, eh, I don't know. And he's like, what, do you not think you can win? He like pulls that card out on me. And I'm like, no, I think I can win. And he's like, well, then what's, what's the problem? Why don't you do the bet? So I kind of had to. Um, and if the bet was if I didn't win by red, but I had to shave my head and I didn't win. So I had to shave my head. You know, I don't know if it uh, shaved head would be any worse than what you had. Um, nah, I yeah, I mean, what was it? You look like a cross between Mickey Diamond and Factory Phil Lawrence in the wow. like 90s. The mid-90s with that yeah, bleached. <laughs> you don't even know who those yeah, guys are, I, probably. I mean, yeah, you know, it was it was all. I mean, I don't really care. I, I was just kind of running it, and I was I wanted to get it bleached out just for one time to do it, and then everybody was talking about it, so I was like, hey, I'm kind of. Like, like people at the track would be like, like if I had a hat on, they'd be like, "Yo, take off your hat!" And I would take <laughs> off, and they'd be like, "Yeah!" Like, I don't, I don't know if they liked it or if they're making fun of me. But Let's go to like, line three. We have Mickey yeah. Diamond. Uh, Mickey, what are your thoughts on the uh, the trend of the hairstyle you set? Oh, it's okay, Scott. Thanks, Mickey. Anyway, appreciate that. Let's go back to Austin Fortner. Austin Fortner, our guest. Tony, this is a guy you've had your eye on for a while now. Yeah, um, for sure. As, like I said, favorite, as, right? as an amateur. Um, you know, excited, watched him race. Have you gotten any taller? <laughs> um, I'm a, probably five eight, maybe oh. five nine. But oh, I'm, you're I'm 
Way tall. Oh, he's, that's perfect yeah. rider height. That's, Finally. that's what everybody wants, right? I just thought, I should remember being kind of really short, short when he passed me on his super mini in practice every time, and I'd be embarrassed. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. Yeah, I was short. Um, I was real short, even when I got on big bikes. Like, my first, like, year on big bikes was kind of a struggle because I was just short and little, and the, I was light enough that the bike wouldn't really handle that great, and we were trying to run, like, a lower, like, a cut subframe and a few other things like that and just like the stuff wasn't really working that great it just like kind of changes stuff and it just wasn't that great so um i really was pretty happy whenever i started to grow and now i'm, I'm pretty much perfect right now as far as like five eight five nine and about 155 to 160 so that's like where i want to be at least for, for 250s maybe get a little heavier once i get on 450 so right now i'm pretty perfect yeah austin you uh i mean are you locked down have you got you know when you see a season that's it's got so much potential in it and and we know we believe you're you're absolutely due as we've already said i mean are you ready for ready for the off season have you got your next season already locked down as far as what you're doing who you're doing you know what team you're riding is that all said and done or do you feel like you're on a bubble right now for for proving yourself even though you've had some great great results um i mean next year uh i'm contracted through next year anyway so no i not really i mean i haven't really talked to it very many i mean a, a few people um, but I haven't really talked to anybody about anything just because everybody kind of knows, like, at least the teams kind of know that I'm contracted another year, but, um, I don't really know what I'm going to do yet. It's, uh, I mean, I, I don't really know. Nobody has really offered me anything or I've not really even thought about it really just because I'm already contracted through next year and I'm really just focused on trying to get some results right now. And then, I mean, if I can get results now and, do what I think I can do, then I mean everybody will want me. So it's just a matter of putting in the results. What's a what's a situation like down at Rainers Tramp uh, training camp? Is it uh, you guys got a pretty good pretty good uh, routine down there? And, and who's helping you besides besides Robbie? Robbie's uh, the only guy we have. A he's the only uh, trainer as far as on the bike stuff. Um, we have a gym trainer, uh, just a local guy that Robbie kind of met, and he's a good guy and. I feel like he knows what he's doing. I just started working with him uh, this year, um, just started for outdoors. Um, I, whenever I busted up my shoulder, um, I don't know, I guess just Mitch felt like I needed to make a change, so we made a change, changed a few things. I was kind of just training with Robbie as my on-the-bike trainer. When you, say, when you say Mitch, you mean Mitch Payton? Yeah, okay, yeah, Mitch. That's, that's um, yeah, Mitch Payton. And he, uh, so I made a change just he felt that i needed to be more hands-on training because i was working with a guy that wasn't here he would kind of just send me my workout um and you know just sometimes if i'm going to the gym by myself just it's not even that like i i feel like i'm pushing hard but sometimes if you just work out as a group with right. other guys you'll go harder and you sure. won't think about like stuff as much so i just up to a guy here in oklahoma city and um i'm working with rob robbie kind of like they kind of coordinate uh, cardio and lifting and stuff like that, and then Robbie's obviously on the bike. Now. Lifting's so, got it, you know. It's, lifting's great, but you can't if you get big bulbous muscles, you get stiff. You're not as flexible. 
Uh, so doing the right kind of lifting and the right number of reps. That's kind of what happened to me. I got you. Well, you did. Got you, got, you got swole up. Yeah. <laughs> so Y'all jacked up, I'm dude. so jacked right now. He got swelled up, but that wasn't because of muscles. I was telling Austin earlier, I was like, he said well, he had a workout, and I said, Mine last eight minutes. How long did well, you No, last? no, no. It's even okay. less than that because how many hot dogs can you eat in five minutes? I've seen you do it, but it's a massive amount of weight if you accumulate. On race day or not race day? <laughs> On Before race day. Oh, 10 or 12? 10 or 12, easy. Mustard. <laughs> All right, buddy. Uh, sponsor your list. Who you got, Austin? Um, Boston, Pro Circuit, Kawasaki, uh, Fox, uh, Bell Helmet, Scott Goggles, Specialized Bike, um... My uh, whole family, um, God for keeping me safe, and just everybody. Are you? Are you, have, you team. have you been able to twist up one of those specialized frames yet? No, I've been pretty lucky lately as far as like seeing some guys like wreck the bikes and stuff. And they tear, they tear them up because they're carbon. So right, right. Any sort of stress on them. In the old days, when we had we had those Anlon frames made in uh, Taiwan, you could twist yeah. those up pretty easy, and man, you played hell getting them back. I tell you what, yeah. you might as well sell yeah. it on eBay. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? What are you talking about? Yeah, Anlin Frames was a, was a was a was a was a like a forged frame, and then it, it had incredible welding. But the frame would twist, and if you put any downward pressure, I sold these bikes. I, I sold for Fila at the time, and when you twisted the frame, you could never get it back to, to true center. Was that before electricity or what? Yeah, of course <laughs> it was. Obviously, that's a while. We, we, bar- we barely had mirrors. Yeah. Austin, I'm going on break. Thanks yeah. for thanks for joining us, buddy. Thanks, <laughs> thanks Austin. Thanks. Why are you going to be like that? That's a true story. True story. Anyway, stay tuned. We'll uh, have more pit pass and more of Tony Wink just discrediting everything I say, which is nothing new. And then you idiots jump in. Thanks so much, PJ. And... I got Roman? I got nothing to add. No, I of course you don't. Add. No, oh, sorry. No, I just took sorry, the steam sorry. out of your uh, out of your sails, as it were. Anyway, stay tuned. More with Tony Wink and his commentary after this. Hi, this is Doug Henry, adaptive snowcross winner X Games gold medalist, and you're listening to Pit Pass. With no speed limits, no tickets, and no left turning minivans, track. Bruce Martin, host of Pit Pass Indy. Each week, I go behind the scenes of the NTT IndyCar Series and introduce our listeners to the biggest stars of IndyCar, which features the Indianapolis 500 as its cornerstone event. The men and women that compete in IndyCar may be the bravest athletes in all of sport as danger lurks around every corner. They are able to look danger in the eye without flinching. That is why the NTT IndyCar Series features the best racing on the planet. Join me every week as we talk to the stars of IndyCar, including the legends of the Indianapolis 500 on Pit Pass Indy from Evergreen Podcast. 